Hello everybody and welcome to a podcast of Biblical Proportions. Episode 13. Abraham and Yahweh strike a deal. The essential character of the book of Genesis is the Hebrew patriarch Abraham, Avraham. His seed will produce all the Hebrews as well as other people in the area. In our previous episode about Avraham, we dove into his character and compared him to other people's patriarchs and founding fathers. In this episode, we'll break down what is essentially a family religion built on a pact between Avraham and the deity Yahweh and Elohim. The essentials of the deal are Avraham will do as he's told, and in return, Yahweh will make out of his genes a great people with kings and all. We'll explore that and go into the renegotiations, the voodoo, Abrahamic rituals, the haunted dreams, the cutting of the tip of the penis as an ultimate show of loyalty, and so on. We'll also discuss the promised land meme, a concept that has stayed relevant in human cultures and thinking throughout history. Let's dive in. Hi, Henri. Hi, Gil. Okay. The art of the deal. I think the first thing that comes to mind here is not only the that the episode starts with a, a very poetic and a musical uh, sounding uh, sentence. Lech lecha me'artzecha. Go. Go. Uh, besides that, the first thing that came to mind is that Abraham is old <laughs> and he has no heir and he has no children. And uh, I think it's something that uh, is important here because it adds to the fact that it, it, he was probably a ficti- fictitious, fictitious nah. uh, uh, character nah. because uh, his entire origin story is non-existent, basically. Yeah. And if he's old, 75 years old, he should have had yes. children by now. So he's a man with no past and with no future. No future. Ah, here. Kids. Yeah. And that is even more apparent when uh, you consider the Yahweh's promise to make your seed. Yes. So it, it's kind of a contrast between his bad luck, basically, because it's bad luck not to have children, mm. and then the, his promise to that his seed will succeed. So, so maybe it's a good deal for him because it's very dramatic. If you're 90 years old, you don't have a baby and they tell you, you will not only have a son, but your seed will create yeah. entire peoples. And Later like, we will tell him, look at the sky. You see the sky? Same. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I see. Also the sand. Yeah. So that's dramatic. The promised land here is more of uh, the future of the people that will come out of him. I think here, uh, Abraham, as we said many times, is a well-known father figure. The fact here is to use him to uh, emphasize your own lineage and emphasize your own people and give credit to your own people inside of the area that you live in. Everybody knows that Abraham, but we come, we are seed, we are direct seed and direct uh, descendant of him. And we are the fulfillment of the promise that was made to him by our God. That yes. is this promised land. Uh, yes, that's the deal, basically. Yeah. We have a special deal that others don't have. And so it starts when Av- Avram, Abraham, lives somewhere else and go to the land that I will show you and he promises him this land. Yeah. So he has to leave his family, his life, everything, Yes. In order to have a family, yes. you have to let go of the family that you had in order to have a family, and uh, that's a reoccurring theme here. Like when he separates from his brother Lot, then yes. Yahweh comes in. So, 
that's a very very demanding deity in order to have a family you have to leave all your life yeah. behind yeah that's how it starts it's, it's like the start of the of the chapter Lech Lecha go it's dramatically and impact wise it's a little bit like in the first day God, God created uh, the land and the sky mm. it's just a very dramatic entrance like something out of nothing like yeah. boom yeah It's a Here great it uh, opening sentence for a, for a story, wow. a suspenseful story. When I read it, my feeling was that the storytellers needed Abraham. <laughs> They needed his name. So the promise was, you go to where we, we live now, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you ah. build uh, shrines to me, uh, you build them. It's Abraham that built them. It's not, uh, you know... A shrine that was for this God and later destroyed, and now we say it's mm. the shrine. No, no, Abraham built that. that mm. Abraham, you know Abraham? The, the father of most of the people here around, of the Mori, of the Bekizi, of the Blamori, of Blagakari. That's why I read it. That's why maybe the dramatic part, and when we reach that, the miscellaneous stories, uh, we'll make an episode of, about that. The, when they, we reach the part that we actually made a dramatization out of the search for an heir, that is when they decided to make that leaving my father's house as something dramatic because the entire scene is dramatic. Yes. Here it's less dramatic. It's, like, it's dramatic as the first uh, line in the Bible is dramatic, some kind of a, a showmanship of storytelling. Wow. Yeah. Like rising action in the first sentence. Exactly. It's like, uh, you know, Gregor Samsa woke up one day and he found yes. out that he's a cockroach. Yes. Something like an excellent yes. Uh, yes. opening yes. phrase. Yesterday, mother died. Yeah. <laughs> Or was it the day before? I don't know. That was the, yes. the, yeah, the, the stranger. So here, there are two very dramatic uh, uh, movements. Go! Just like leaving where you are, going to a place you know beyond the desert yeah beyond the hills somewhere where everything will be great this is this way of thinking has yeah. been a part of our psyche yeah for 3,000 years maybe more before that I don't know but it's, it still lives today yeah it's the meme of the promised land as you said uh, to me it doesn't uh, as uh, we like to, sh- to say here it doesn't really shout from the text yeah <laughs> The term "promised land" not, is not necessarily appears as a term "promised land." It maybe is in the subtext of Yahweh's promise to Abraham. Yes. In terms of when you imagine a better place, this kind of a meme of the promised land, not just it's promised land because it was promised to me, mm. promised land in the sense of it is a better place, a land filled with milk and honey. It appears a bit later, it's, it's more connected to the promised land of the Jew, Jewish slaves in Egypt. But here, even in this deal, there's a clear editing job, <laughs> also as we like to say here, mm. when they uh, retroactively, uh, in the scene, in the voodoo scene that we'll reach uh, maybe now, yeah. uh, God says, oh, but remember that <coughs> your seed... We'll spend some time yes. as a slave. Yes, in a, in a foreign land. Yeah, in a foreign land. We, I will punish that foreign land, don't yes. worry, but you will, they will be slaves there. <laughs> It's a clear uh, editing. <laughs> okay, so before we reach the voodoo scene, let's talk about the fact that this is a family religion. Yeah, it's more of a clannish 
religion. Yes. Because there's a, uh, there's an emphasize to describe, uh, there's a will to describe uh, the cattle and the, the his, material possessions. His posse. His posse. <laughs> his entourage. <laughs> his jama'ah. Jama'ah. In, in Arabic you say jama'ah. Uh, or gma if, if you're, you're from Egyptian. Egyptian. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> We're talking about the, the clannish religion because yeah. it's not a universal uh, religion. Like it applies to Lot, not because Lot is a good person. Actually, it puts Lot in Sodom where bad yeah. things are happening. But Yahweh will still take care of Lot yeah. Yeah. for Avram. I think I have two theories uh, about uh, why Lot, why Lot, what the fuck Lot. Uh, I think it's some kind of an ancient storytelling trope uh, that you have to have some kind of a brother. Uh, and maybe even Lot was, I think even, we'll, the Bible says it itself, we will reach that when we reach uh, later stories in the, the Abraham, but Lot is also a founding father or, Some people trace yes. their line into Lot. Yes. So it's like... Uh, lesser people. Huh? Lesser people. Lesser people. So if you tell the story of Abraham, Lot is his brother. You know Lot. And he's, uh, you know, he's the lesser brother. I always imagined it like uh, Mario and Luigi. It's like uh, uh, Nintendo tried to... The, the Japanese uh, marketing uh, execs... And uh, game designers tried to imagine uh, an Italian-American plumber. Okay. And then uh, to make a mo- little bit more variety in the, in the playing style and to, to, to make it more interesting, they added another character, character his brother, which is the same, only green. green. <laughs> Later, they spend more time to make him a little bit taller. And, uh, uh. But it's like the, Mario less, the lesser Mario is the green Mario. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, why, so that's, that's how I imagine a lot. That's a lot. Okay, uh, one last thing with the Lech Lecha. Go, go, go you, go whatever. Go thy, go thyself. Yeah, it, like. It's like in Latin uh, languages, you have, like in French, you have me mm-hmm. and a verb, like something yeah. you, like yeah. you wake up, yeah. you. It's a passive a verb. I don't know how it's called. Submissive? Indefinitely. <laughs> Yeah. Now here, maybe when you're listening to the story, he's no longer uh, the prime minister of uh, Israel. Benjamin Netanyahu, there's... No? Alalech. Okay, no jinxing. <laughs> no jinxing. Prime Minister for life. There has been uh, protests uh, against him, and the slogan is Lech, go. Yeah. And just like, you just, even without thinking about it, it just seems uh, something that you know. Yeah. Lech, Lech Lecha. Yeah. Because it's super iconic in yeah. uh, Jewish uh, thinking. Yeah. It's still prominent even in, uh, not, I won't say day-to-day life language, but it's not uh, out of the ordinary to hear Lech Lecha. Okay. And, uh, and everybody knows that you don't have to even know your Bible really well here. Just like it's, uh, everybody knows. Okay, want to go to the voodoo shit? What yeah. kind of, of things, how does Abraham worship Yahweh? What does it mean to, to follow the way of Yahweh? First, let's say what it is. It, uh, Yahweh tells Abraham to take either to take three she-lambs, three rams, and three goats. goats. Either that, or from what I understand, the word for uh, three lambs or three uh, rams 
is משולשת. Yeah, that's what it says. It's yeah. like third or something. It, yeah, it's not the proper word to describe numbers. So it's kind of dis- disputed. It's, it can well be uh, a three-year-old lamb, yeah. three-year-old ram, and whatever. Yeah. Not important. <laughs> you need to cut them. In the middle. In the middle. Uh, so they got, their guts will spill and separate them yeah. and walk between them. Walk between the pieces. That's yeah. the covenant of the pieces. Yes. But in Hebrew, it's a lot more gory. Abrit ben abtarim. It's an alliance of uh, slashes. <laughs> slashes. And also brit batarim. Brit batarim. Uh, yeah. It's also nice. It's with the, the, the same letters, just like rearranged yeah. differently. Maybe there is a, even a, some kind of a epitomological or whatever, how you say that word. Uh, origins, genealogy to the word. Alliance. Brit. Brit. Ah, maybe it's something that you better. cut your yeah your, finger blood finger whatever blood and shake hand yeah ah, mm-hmm. nice yeah and okay uh, so that's super voodoo it has to separate like to put each one of the pieces on the other side it's super voodoo but when I read about it the contemporary listener will hear that story the cultural uh, significance of that ritual won't be lost on him it won't be oh my god I think it will be it, ah. it will be something of ah He did that ritual. Or okay. maybe a very special kind of the ritual yeah. that I know. Because that ritual is not, it's not dissimilar from other rituals around. Yeah. There's evidence that even uh, Ashurbanipal, king of uh, Assur, Assyria, uh, when he made a vast promise to his slave of riches, he made that same ritual. Um, Later in the, in the Bible, it is mentioned in Jer- Jeremiah, When there is a, a scene of a very prominent and rich individual in Jerusalem that declare that they are going to free their slaves. So what I gather it is like some kind of a ritual when you make a big promise, you make that ritual, and then it's like, "Ah, okay, okay. so you mean it. Okay, so, so, so to that point, I think this is a very crucial point, because when the writers and the editors and the assemblers of the Bible, when they put in the first Hebrew, That was the ritual that they put in. So you can contrast that very easily to any Jewish tradition that you know. It's, it has nothing to do with it. So they were telling this story to people who recognized this yeah. ritual, not to people yeah. who you know, go to the Western Wall with uh, talit and yeah. tzitzit and whatever, all kinds of uh, paraphernalia, yeah. religious paraphernalia. No. They were describing a ritual that makes sense for the people who would read and listen yeah. to the story. So, that, so they were describing their reality. So we have to just forget about the two, three thousand years that follow yeah. this book to I, I think that understand their, uh, their customs. That's something that we, I, I don't uh, know if we said enough. There's a huge, huge, huge difference between the... Jewish religion before the destruction of the second temple i.e. circa 7-1 AD uh, there's a huge difference between that religion and the religion that came after the second temple was destroyed and uh, Jews were dispersed 60 years later it was changed to Palestine Palestina the Jewish religion back there the ancient Jewish religion Hebrew religion Hebrew religion looks nothing like nothing like This religion and in fact when ultra orthodox people uh, 
and I, I guess that if you don't live in Israel and if you are uh, European or American, ultra-Orthodox Jews represent for you like the ultimate Jew or like the mm. most uh, pious Jew, like yes. the Jew who takes his religion yes. all the way. Yes, the most serious. Yeah, most seriously. But it's not true. <laughs> it, they're not, they're, their religion is not the original Jewish religion. No. And in fact, they don't even read yes. the Bible that much. No, they don't read it. They don't study much. the Bible. They don't open the Bible and read it as we read it. They no. only read um, yeah, commentary. Commentary <laughs> upon commentary upon commentary. Yes. Uh, it's it's quite interesting if you get into it because it, uh, yeah, it's philosophical. It's philosophical and it's well made. It's very academic even mm. uh, uh, before its time. Every time that they make some kind of a claim there, there's uh, uh, it looks like an, uh, yeah, uh, it like looks like an academic paper. It's always see like see there, see there, as <laughs> blah 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 said, as blah 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 said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, yeah. here what we will call now a paganic ritual. It's not a. Uh, Find the religion in your heart <laughs> or look at the sky and the grand scheme of things and imagine uh, this omnipotent, faceless yes. character, which is also a male, by the way. I don't know why. And, and there's not even uh, commandments yet. Just like yeah. do as you're told. Basically, Avram doesn't know all the details of the deal when he, when he agrees to it. At first, go to the land that I will show you and I will make your seed great, great people. Yeah. And then in order to seal the deal that was already agreed upon, I was under the impression, now he has to cut off the tip of his penis. Yeah. <laughs> what? I, no, you never said anything about that. And not only that, he has to cut the, the tip of his penis, not only of his sons, of, uh, yeah. but also of all, of all his slaves and all the people who lives in his household. And they emphasize that over and over. And that's, that's why cutting your penis is called brief. Brief, 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 an alliance, alliance, a pact. And, uh, you know, reading that when they just mention every single person almost that whose penis has been cut 3,000 years ago yeah. by people who do, who, c- who cut animals to pieces and burn them. And uh, what? The f- okay. Yeah. Omri, not to get too personal here, but we both are circumcised. It's, it's again, it's gory. Okay. Venimaldimet basar. All at him, mm-hmm. and you cut the flesh of your foreskin. Yeah. It, could, it could just say foreskin. No, the flesh. And this will be the sign for the breed, for the alliance, the pact between me and you when you're aged eight. And then again, Yamul, all like you have to circumcise. It goes every single person again, Namul, 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 yeah. cut off the foreskin. This yeah. is wow. So th- these people. Their ultimate show of loyalty is castrating. I'm sorry, Gil, but you look at it through a modern eyes <laughs> and uh, very condescending. You don't know really what they saw. There's a cultural difference here. <laughs> no, okay. And uh, don't be racist <laughs> and anti-Semitic. Uh, I joke, but also not. Okay. Because circumcision back then in those areas wasn't something that out of the ordinary maybe the your perception and your shock was much later when the when the persians consolidated power and the, the egyptians fell to the hellenian and the rome uh, became more prominent then the that ritual of circumcision uh, was 
treated as something very barbaric maybe and very harsh but back then even there's some kind of a hypothesis there's an hypothesis that the word for father-in-law in Hebrew chotan okay. has the same root as to cut that specific place in your penis i.e. back then when you got married they cut your tip of the penis and it's not castration <laughs> The father cuts the tip of your penis. It's not castration. This it, sounds... Castration is also something culturally known in that area. And yeah, this no, is... Okay. Figurative yeah. castration. I guess that they knew that it's only castrating you for like one month or two months. But it's worth it because it makes your penis a little bit more pure. More beautiful? In their mind, it was more beautiful because, as we said, probably a lot of the, those religious texts... Are some kind of a manifestation of an OCD uh, like uh, personality who took something to the extreme like feeling the feeling of purity when that tip of your penis and let's face it all you're going guys it's pretty ugly yeah when Abraham made the, the, the voodoo ritual it signified to the listener that okay God Yahweh is serious he's serious because he's making The same ritual that I know that if you make uh, a big promise, then you will fulfill it. And also if you cut off your penis. Okay. That's <laughs> the Abraham part of the deal. And here I think you're missing the point because it's after eight days. After eight days of living, when you are an eight day old baby, you don't remember it. <laughs> of course. Did you attend uh, a brief? Several brief? times. It's yeah. horrible. It's, it's horrible. horrendous. And it's horrendous. we should tell the people what... They were doing for 3,000 years and stopped doing recently. After you cut the tip of yeah. the penis, yeah. some people still do it. The guy who does the circumcision sucks the blood of the penis with his mouth. That's a later addition. It's, not, it's a very extreme, you know, rabbinic uh, really? tradition. Okay. I don't think okay. it's some kind okay. of industry. So one last thing for me about the Brit. No, but my point is that okay. it's after eight days, so it's very humane. Don't ah. be, you know... Ah, not be a hater. Grown. Yeah, because for their uh, perspective, okay. maybe some people in the, the, the audience were 15 years old when they cut their uh, uh, traumatic memory. And uh, it's like, ah, eight days? I will okay. do my son in eight days. He won't remember. So, you know, now in Israel, they're doing research about people who came from Russia here were not circumcised, but were Jewish, had their, circum their circumcision after they were already sexually active. You enjoy sex less. You lose a lot of the sensors. Don't and the uh, foreskin protects. Don't do a circumcision uh, after uh, when you are, you are a baby. Uh, just don't do it. Don't. I think just, just don't do it. Another play on words here like Brit Ben Abtarim. The circumcision. Lichrot Brit. To axe. <laughs> to a axe. pact. To cut. To yeah. cut off yeah. a pact. That's how we say to make same, a pact. It's the same word, verb that you use to cut off somebody's head yeah. or cut or a tree. tree. Yeah. yeah. So to make a pact is basically to cut off. Yeah. Or, or more accurately, to chop off a pact. It, maybe it's uh, similar to what we said earlier, that uh, the origins of a pact is cutting your wrist or something like right. that, or cutting a part of you. Right. And Before the uh, circumcision uh, part, when he circumcises uh, his whole, whole clan, Yahweh appears before his eyes again, basically re reiterates. <laughs> there's a lot of reiterations <laughs> here. The deal. <laughs> and there's something that here that is completely lost in the translation because Yahweh uh, 
when he um, introduces himself in this scene, he says something like, in English, in he English. says, I am the almighty God. Yeah. And in Hebrew, he said, I am El Shaddai. This is what, <laughs> who, where, what, Shaddai, El Shaddai, El, we know it's El, God. God, Diti, so, or, or, or a specific God or even, yeah. Shaddai. I am the God Shaddai. That's basically what he says. Yeah. What, who? And, <laughs> and a third one, we had Yahweh and Elohim, and now we have El Shaddai. It's like something that, uh, you know, it's like a Freudian sleep or something. I mean, how that <laughs> came here, because Shaddai... It's, it's, it sounds it's, like shed, like demon. Uh, it's not well known what it really means. In ancient uh, Akkadian, shadow, shadow mm. means mountain. So okay. maybe it's like, I am the mountain god, which mm. fits. Mm. In uh, okay. Aramaic, uh, shadi means uh, throwing arrows or even lightning. And it also kind of fits like, I am the destroyer. Yes. I am like and Thor. And he's going to destroy uh, Sodom later with the yeah, things I'm from the, the sky. I'm a mighty god, basically. You know, I'm that god. I'm the yeah. shadi. But here there's something interesting that happens in Hebrew. You uh, English-speaking or German-speaking or Finnish-speaking pe- people... Uh, <laughs> we're, going, we're doing well in Finland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. Apparently. High Finnish uh, audience. In Hebrew, when they try to face that problem, who is El Shaddai, then the, the, two of the greatest commentators ever uh, in the Jewish tradition try to figure it out through the language and the roots of the word itself. They didn't even comprehend that it may be some kind of a remnant... An archaeological <laughs> remnant. An archaeological remnant <laughs> of some ancient god that they appropriated here. Yes. So Rashi, 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 Rabbi Shimon, Yaakov, whatever, <laughs> he separated the She and Dai. She means two and Dai means enough. So there is enough. Oh, uh, oh, uh. Contrast that. To the Rambam, Rambam, Maimonides, Rambam, Maimonides, the Rambam from uh, North Africa or like like Muslim Spain, from Muslim Spain later in North Africa, uh, circa the 11th century, 12th century. uh, He said the opposite. (laughs) Rashi, by the way, was 13th century France, something like Mm. that. Uh, Rambam was uh, Rambam. He said the opposite. (laughs) He said Shaddai means enough, not there is enough. There's enough. So it, to me, it reminds me of the yeah. the Beatles song, I'm the walrus. I'm the, okay. the, the what man? Cuckoo-cuckoo. Uh, okay. Uh, Why? It, it is said that John Lennon discovered that some college or some university takes uh, the Beatles song and uh, teach it in a literary class or in English class. Okay. And he got annoyed. He said, that's bullshit lyrics. How can you uh, examine it as if it's some kind of a high literary... Yeah. Piece. So he wrote specifically a nonsense song without any uh, ah. hidden meanings. I am the walrus. I am the what? <laughs> I am the what? I don't remember. Cuckoo, <laughs> <I laughs> cuckoo, something. So uh, it's like it's like he planted a, a nothing burger mm. uh, to a uh, to a uh, <laughs> fartsy artsy yeah, academics tro- trolling them, trolling w- them with one of their best songs. <laughs> But if this if this testimony by the man himself by the the author himself will be lost to history mm. maybe that ridiculous song uh, with uh, adding the fact that the, the Beatles uh, okay. will be deified and John Lennon will be yes. Jesusified yeah. because of his early martyr. demise yes. martyrified they will take that nonsense 
complete nonsense song and they will find all the meaning that <laughs> that will help their agenda i feel i feel like we walked around uh, something that uh, 99% of our audience uh, will not uh, notice uh, will not notice when we talk about el shadai what i'm thinking of <laughs> El Shaddai. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Because Shaddaim in Hebrew is boobs. Yeah. So El Shaddai, that's funny. <laughs> it's like El Booby. God, God, Tidi. <laughs> that's it's just silly. That's a God that I will follow. And, and Lord of Tits. <laughs> and also, also another thing lost in translation in that same, in, uh, in that same verse. He says to, to Abraham, he's still Abram now. He says, go in, uh, forth whatever in front of me and be tamim which in modern hebrew is naive naive in english it says and be thou perfect no no it doesn't have to be perfect no, no. that's just this is a christian thing that you have to aspire to be exactly. like the jesus no 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 this tamim, is not literally, tamim literally means naive but it also can be walk in line Yeah, line. just yeah. be just or yeah. something so okay then he tells him uh, three verses later you will no longer be called uh, Avram so he changes his name changes yeah. his name you, you, you'll be called Avraham yeah and I don't know maybe I'm reading it wrong later because, his wife also yes there is wife is a Sarai Sarah okay maybe I'm reading this wrong because we have we are being told when we learn uh, when we study the Bible whatever school that the uh, huh This is the ha, which is the short way to write Yahweh. You're not yeah. supposed to write Yahweh, just H. Just like to a, remind everybody that religious people, Hebrew-speaking religious people, can't pronounce Yahweh. They are not allowed. Yes, and almost no secular yeah. people will also be comfortable. In Israel. In yeah. Israel, yeah. Will be, like yeah. very few. I had to train myself that I don't notice. And when I say yeah. it now, people are a little bit... perplexed because you just you're not used to it yeah like what we do right now that we uh, said say the Yahweh name in vain all the time <laughs> we need to be careful be careful not to get used to it uh, because if we say it on the street yeah. it I, won't be nice <laughs> so we're told that the he is from Yahweh added to his name I don't know when I'm reading it it says you will no longer be called Avram Avraham ki av hamon goim natatiha and your name will be Avraham And the ha is because you will be a father of uh, many, a, 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 of many yeah. people. And many, or a lot in Hebrew, is hamon. Yeah. Ha is the. The. Yeah. So, hamon, so this is the reason. It's not, uh, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the pact. And, and, and then I'm reading it also in the colloquial Hebrew next to it. And it just says the same thing. So this is just like somebody thought about it again, probably later, mm-hmm. whatever, 13th century or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. And you have to ignore the sentence in the, in the freaking holy book in order to believe it. <laughs> This is said. You, I because added an H because you because. will have a lot. Yes, because. <laughs> because you will have a lot of... This, this is again reiterating yeah. the promise. It's very <laughs> annoying. This is where I feel like I've been duped. <laughs> I thought there was something in the vowel. Ha. Maybe there's some kind of special uh, cognitive maybe. Uh, meaning to th- that sound because if you know children some sounds for them are harder yes even if they if they're fluent Arabic okay. it will be easier for them to say ga than to say ga yes. which is a uh, letter in the Arabic uh, language and I think the same it will be easier for them to say ah of course than to say ha 
Yes. And here there's some kind of uh, an action in mm. the sound itself because there's bowel movement. You need to mm. exercise your bowel and then you exhale air in contrast to ah, 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 or, ah, uh, or something more, let's say, harder. There's less air in it. So it sounds a little less spiritual, maybe. Maybe there's something in the ha, specifically because... The, the the Hebrew tradition and the and especially now the Jewish tradition yeah ob- yes. is obsessed with ha is obsessed. <laughs> obsessed with ha people don't say they say yud ke vavke instead of yud he vavke ah, okay okay explain the the way that the chapters are numbered right you have like chapter 15 yeah we don't like so it's in, in, in Hebrew it's letters with the letters so it's like chapter A, B, C, D yeah. whatever Aleph, then, Bet, Gimel yeah. yes and then the 10th letter yud then you say the 10th letter and, one, and the first letter is 11 the 10th letter and the second letter yeah. is 12 yeah. but when you reach uh, 15 it's supposed to be yud hey which yeah. are the first letters of the name Yahweh yeah. no. No. no so you have to say 9 and 6 instead of 10 and 5 yeah. that would say 15 And again, the, uh, the, the following chapter is Yud Vav, which is also similar yeah. to letters. That, so now you will say it's uh, nine, before nine and six, now nine and seven. And in later scriptures, much later scriptures and modern scriptures, uh, they don't even write the name. They write different letters. And in your mind, you say the word Adonai, which is Lord. So it, it's very meticulous. And even if they see the word, they don't pronounce the Ha. They will pronounce the Yah. They will say, for example, Yahweh is Yud He Vav He. Yud is your Y. He is like H. And Vav is like V. v. So it's like uh, Y H V H. But they say Y K V K. <laughs> they don't even say Y A. Even if they say it in, di- in uh, separate yes. letters, they won't say it. Right after the other. Right. And also, There's obsession with the and, ha. <laughs> and also if you want to, some people don't write or say Elohim, yeah. God, they say, say Elo- Elohim. Elohim. Exactly. Because the letters are similar in, uh, in Hebrew. Yeah. So the obsession, the obsessed people should read the holy text and <laughs> see that it has nothing to do with Yahweh just because there are a lot of Jews now, not that many Jews. So it's not such a successful uh, pact. Yeah. Okay, so uh, when uh, these promises are, are going on, there's a lot of uh, drama. The promises are dramatic. Avram, you have to fall on his face in order to speak, uh, speak to God. And the deal now becomes not a deal between Avraham and Yahweh. All of Avraham's descendants uh, from the, the good line, from Sarah, mm-hmm. they are now also in the deal. Yeah. They have to worship Yahweh in the way that Yahweh wants to be worshipped. Then at the end, there's another part of the deal that Yahweh didn't tell uh, Abraham about, and that the fact that he has to kill his son. So the deal... Twist plot, to be continued. At first, he, he only tells him go, but then he has to do everything that he says in order for the, 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 the pact to, to remain. So this yeah. is like not a very equal... It's definitely not an equal deal. It's, uh, in modern terms, we will say it's solicitation because when god offers you a deal it's fucking god yes. it's solicitation you can't refuse yeah. that deal it's like a, okay yeah, it's like taking advantage of the power structure maybe there's some kind of a cultural aspect of the deal because there's not some kind of a very efficient 
secular authority to uphold deals. Every deal that you make is not a sure thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah these are different, different times. Yeah, you can't call your lawyer, you will call the court, you will call the yes. people who hold M16s, yes. who will knock on your door, no. Yes. So That's there's some kind of a cultural thing to reassure each time you need to like, um, make some kind of a gesture of goodwill that uh, the yeah. both sides will say to each other, we're still good, right? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. still good. Yeah, the deal is yeah. on. Yeah. Slowly but surely, Avraham and Yahweh, they build a relationship. At first it's just go, but then we hear Yahweh's internal monologue. We're going to go, uh, we're going to also talk about that when we talk, when, when we get to the Sodomite uh, yeah. episode. Yeah. But we hear Yahweh's internal monologue. He's thinking, should I tell Abraham what I have planned? Yeah. And then he tells him, trust him with the Operation Sodom and Gomorrah, with the <laughs> details. He debriefs him, <laughs> tells him uh, what he's going to do. So, and then later, when, we, when it gets to the part uh, when Abraham talks to the slave and he tells him what Yahweh did for him and all that, it feels more personal because Abraham at the beginning is very impersonal and the relationship yeah. is impersonal. Okay, okay, let's wrap it up. Uh, so, uh, next up is probably Sarah, Abraham's wife. What's her deal? How she mistreats her slaves? How she can't take responsibility for her thoughts, even though the all powerful deity can read her mind? so stay tuned uh, for that so and, and, and follow us if you enjoyed this uh, this episode and if you know someone who might be interested uh, as well uh, in our podcast uh, it will be really appreciated if you send them a link uh, or just told them about it mm-hmm. uh, podcasts grow most effectively through uh, word of mouth so that would be really appreciated uh, thank you for listening thank you we'll see you next time Bye, everybody. Bye.